Welcome to season two of Motivate Me, a show where we interview people who have incorporated a passion into their lives in order to inspire you, my fellow motivators, to do the same. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for checking in on us today. We are actually at Chelsea's house in Arizona. She's super, super excited because she gets to be with her fiance, Drew. So last night, we got to go to a softball game. And if you uh, go to my Motivate Me with Lynette Renda Facebook page, you're going to see some really fun pictures. We had a Motivate Me softball team last night. They were all wearing Motivate Me shirts. And what was really cool about that is that um, they won both games of their double header, which they said they crushed them. That's right, Kaz. They crushed them. The last score was, what was the last score? It was like 19 to one or something. It was crazy. So we got to see Chelsea play. We got to see Drew play. And and I got a home run. I was going to tell everybody about that. <laughs> She's like, well, yeah, you got to make sure you talk about that. But so we got to see them play. Chelsea got a home run. They crushed the other team in both games. And I said, wow, you guys are really good. And they said, you need to come all the time. We don't usually play this well. <laughs> so that was really cool. And it felt good that we got to motivate and inspire people on that level to just to be their best. And, you know, I think that's part of what I'm going to talk to you about with today's guest, Donna McManus. So first of all, Donna, welcome to Motivate Me. Thank you, Lynette. It's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm just so excited to see my girl, Chelsea. And I've been I'm just really excited to follow you guys along your way and see the amazing things that you're doing. Very inspiring. Thank you so much. So today we um, have been at Chelsea's. It was a housewarming slash engagement party here. And last night at the game, Drew got hit in the head with the baseball. And so right before everybody started coming today, Chelsea had to take him to the hospital. He got a CAT scan and um, everything looks okay, but he does have a concussion, right? Absolutely. He's a little bit droopy <laughs> these days. <laughs> so I, I got to bring him in a, a great big bottle of Tylenol and uh, we get to see everybody nurse him back to health. Thank God for uh, his protection over Drew because this is his second time in two months that he's had a softball injury. Yeah, his last injury, we were in Kentucky and I remember he sent pictures and we were FaceTiming with him and he had the disgusting leg open wound that was seriously painful. So that's just so everybody knows we are currently in Arizona. We are at Chelsea's house. We will be here until Monday morning. Tomorrow, our big plan is to flatline by the swimming pool. Yay. <laughs> Girl time. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need some of that. Definitely need some of that. But you know, Donna, you and I have been having conversation probably for like the last two hours. Um, how would you sum up what we've been talking about here? I'd say it's just uh, life, you know, how to live life to the fullest. And I think uh, what I've been sharing with you is how over the last year and a half of my life, I've learned to do just that, kind of take on my fears and dreams and learn some of the 
limiting programs that I've had and uh, you know I got to choose to overcome those to you know start living a different life instead of living instead of surviving I think that's been my big takeaway because I mean just so everybody knows you were a hospice nurse for eight years mm -hmm. absolutely yeah I did um, I went into the medical profession because I had a lot of background in it I was actually in the military um, Air National Guard the last 19 um, as a medic, so I had a lot of medical background, and when I needed, when I was a single parent and needed to make good money, I went into nursing. Never really had a passion for it, but I had a passion for hospice. I love older people and have um, just loved caring. Most of the hospice patients were older patients, and being with them and just companioning them through the end of life and supporting and educating their families to know how to be present with them. Um, with whatever they're at, and um, was just, uh, it, it was really a blessing. Um, I found that a lot of people call hospice nurses and hospice workers angels, but I really found that the patients and the families were the biggest angels of all when you really got to connect and just see what was in their soul and what they had to offer and what you got to bring out of them. Um, it, was, it was really an honor to be a part of that. Now, what encouraged you to leave your job? Um, I left not really by choice, um, but when I when it happened, it, it took me in a tailspin, and I realized that God was just preparing me for this next step, which has been a year, this, this whole year um, of caretaking for my parents. And so it was kind of a necessary step because I'm a very loyal person and I don't leave. You know, I just stay stuck even if it's not serving me anymore. And I think I had to learn how to um, break out of that and choose to not just stay stuck doing something because it's what you've always done or because you felt like you absolutely had to have money or you actually, you know, whatever the constraints that we feel in life. Um, I think I just had to get to that place where I didn't have that safety net anymore and God had to show me just that, you know, it's just you and me now. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, what are you going to do with it? You know, who are you going to be? And you technically are homeless right now. Technically, I am. It's been quite the adventure. I was um, living in a condo, and I was blessed, super, super blessed that my bestie over there, Chelsea, um, got to come live with me those last um, few months that I was there. And, it, and that just shows the hand of God because... Um, it served a place in her life, it served a place in my life, and then when I was called to go take care of my mom in Oregon, um, I felt very comfortable leaving my place in her capable hands, and then um, she was able to support me with half of the rent, and um, and that, that I never would have been able to hold on to the place if it hadn't have been that. So, you know, it, it's been awesome to see that you know one thing happens that seems very inconsequential and yet it just lays the groundwork for the next thing chelsea was only supposed to only planning to be there till christmas and she had um, an offer for someone to take over her boot camp because that lady was going to get to go work on a cruise ship and uh, so that's what made chelsea decide to stay that, that never transpired, but through all that, she connected with you, and now she's on the road with you, and, you know, just all these things lined up, but, but also through that, you know, made her able to stay, which made me able to leave, you know, which was really, 
you know, you just can't, you, you can't um, underestimate those little steps that happen in your life. Absolutely. So you went and cared for your parents. I mean, most people would be like, whoa, wait a second. Like you were in the military, right? Very structured life. Mm -hmm. Come out. You're a hospice nurse and a mom. Very structured life. You go to care for your parents, which is like, okay, whoa, where, what am I doing next? And where are you now with this? And how are you feeling about it? It has been an amazing ride. <laughs> you know, I, um, I had gone through a lot of preparation through a leadership company um, Chelsea and I had gone through together. And I was in resistance toward the end to all those changes. And so, um, I felt like I kind of had to get the boot out, you know, to make me get out of that comfort zone and grow. Um, and so the act of, of driving away from my condo in Glendale up to my mom's in Oregon was one of the most liberating things that I have ever experienced. And it literally felt on that trip that chains were just falling off of my body. And I, I can't describe it any other way, but it was like, okay, this is a new life. It's a new leaf and, you know, life is going to happen. And it was really funny because um, when, when my job first ended, um, I, I had told a friend, our friend Danielle that you were with in Hawaii um, that I really just wanted to hit the road. And she's like, Donna, just go do it. Just go take a road trip. And, you know, I'm thinking fun road trip, right? Well, my road trip ended up being driving from Arizona all the way up to Oregon to go take care of my mom. But nevertheless, you know, and in, in our development company a lot, we say, you know what, it doesn't have to look a certain way. <laughs> and, and that trip definitely didn't look a certain way, but I got my road trip and I got to, you know, drive um, and get up to Oregon. And I didn't really um, know what I was, you know, getting into. I knew my mom had had some serious mental health issues. And, um, God just used that time to not only bring healing to her, but to get really open my eyes to a lot of the things that had shaped me as a child through her. And uh, I just got to be in a place of complete surrender because financially I had no support. You know, I was I uh, used up some retirement monies that I had, and I was living on that. And I had a plan to do start a new adventure. And um, it I really had to be in a place of complete surrender because. I didn't know where the next, you know, bit of money was coming from. I didn't know what was, you know, really what was happening. All I knew is that God was taking care of me and that he would equip me for what he had prepared for me. And when I got up to my mom's, I was never, I, I never felt more qualified or prepared or certain of what I needed to do in my life than when I walked in the door to be with her and, and walk her through that part of her life. It was like absolute 100% purpose. And so surrendering to just knowing what you know <laughs> and what you don't know, letting go, has probably been the biggest thing for me. So what do you think the next thing for Donna is? Well, I left my mom. Um, while I was up in Oregon, I decided to move to Oregon because I liked it up there and I you know knew I was not meant to be in Phoenix at that time. So um, I made the big trip back um, to actually vacate my condo six months later. Um, and I had to pack up and move and everything. And I was moving to, to Oregon. Um, but I had thought that by that time that I would 
have a job or have income through this other adventure I was going to do. And uh, when I went to start that, God just said, wait, just wait. And I'm like, God, I, I need money. <laughs> I can't just wait. Um, I had set some goals. I had set a goal to create $5,000 um, in like six weeks. And um, by waiting on not, you know, doing this adventure, I was like, how is this going to happen? But I just kept it before me and just kept it before him. And it's like, okay, Lord. And it turned out that I did my income taxes and got $4,500 back. And I had made $500 through a business I'm doing. And so it got, I, that was just God telling me, look, I can do this however I want. Just trust me. And so it was very liberating to learn how to trust him. And so through that waiting, um, on the trip down to vacate my part, my um, condo, I stopped to see my my dad and my stepmom, and my stepmom was doing horribly, and I could look and see that in, if something didn't happen, she would be completely bedbound in the next three months. As a hospice nurse, I could tell that, and so it's like I had some really hard conversations with her, and I just explained this is the reality of your life, and. Is that what you want? And she's like, no, I'm absolutely, I'm really worried about that. And I said, well, if you're, only you can change this. You have to decide. And so she said that she wanted to, you know, work on it and get some help. And so I said, okay, then I'll come and help you. So once again, it's just surrendering and, you know, being available for when you're needed. And so I actually moved all, I decided to donate all my stuff. I actually gave up everything in my condo gave it to friends and my sons took a whole u-haul up to colorado to give to my youngest son and then i realized you know what i don't have a valuable thing to my name other than my car which i owe tons of money on <laughs> and it's like this is a weird experience <laughs> you know and it's like okay god but you know you're with me and you know it's it's your road so i just know that you'll take care of me so Really to say right now what's next is taking care of my stepmom. And I've seen her made, make great leaps. And I just think I'm meeting some really incredible people and God's stirring a bunch of ideas into my life of things that I could do with my you know medical background, my military background, my, my physical nutrition program. And um, I've been really blessed by you, you know, giving me ideas of how I can put that all together for the next step. And, and we just get to wait to see to what that's going to be. But I'm super excited. And I just want to point out, <clears throat> and I just would like to point out to my audience, too, that, you know, your life process and all the things and all the experiences. And that's what one of the things we've been talking about today was all of these experiences, the knowledge that you've gained, the skill, the understanding that you really like working with the elderly and looking at all the different angles and all the different ways this can converge into something new for you. So I'm super excited to see exactly what does happen for you. I am too. And as Chelsea can attest, she's, she's grinning over there because she saw me at the worst <laughs> when I was so stuck and just feeling, what in the world am I going to do? And, uh, and just to know, to be at this place now where I'm just like, whatever, Lord, <laughs> um, you know, what, whatever, you know, ideas are just flowing right and left, and I get to choose how to put those all together and, you know, just let him guide me into, you know, making the most of all these experiences. We've had some extensive conversations tonight about it doesn't really matter 
whether, you know, you become a nurse and go through all that training and don't want to be a nurse anymore because all of that laid the footwork for something later. Um, I have multiple family members in my life who are feeling that. They're like, you know, what am I doing? This isn't what I want to do. But it's all laying the groundwork for something that God's going to use in your life later or something that you can create out of all those experiences later. And so learning how to surrender to that and not um, freak out and stress out and um, worry about making something happen has really been an interesting journey for me to, to, to learn just to kind of let, let go and let God. It's kind of like that cliche thing, but that's pretty much, you know, where I've been. And yet, you know, staying aware enough to see those ideas coming and to get the input and, and um, you know, some structure from people to put it all together. It's really funny, you know, be, being open, um, I was telling uh, Lynette earlier, I'm a very friendly, outgoing person, and I, I can talk to random people, you know, like crazy. So I was in a nail salon, and this lady walked up, and I liked her shoes. So I started talking to her because I liked her shoes. And we had this great conversation and um, uh, just really hit it off and connect, you know, connected. She's my new best friend up in, you know, where my parents live. And um, But one of the things in her life is that uh, she started her life over again at 55, and became a personal trainer and eventually went on to own her own gym and now she's 70 and she looks amazing and she's you know we haven't really gotten to know each other really well but it's like those are some of the thoughts that I've been having is doing things like training or doing elderly um, like sit and be fit type classes or something using all these experiences and putting it together with a physical wellness health slant and so I just know it's not by coincidence that I've met this lady, you know, out of nowhere, um, and we hit it off right away. I definitely believe in surrender mm -hmm. and synchronicity, mm -hmm. and I think that's exactly the what you're talking about here. So what closing advice do you have for my audience today? I think probably the biggest thing is to step out of fear. Fear will cripple you, and I was crippled. When my job ended, I had a limited amount of money left and I was afraid to spend it. I was afraid to do anything because I only have this much money and I got to make it last. And once I stepped out and just said, I need to take this step, it doesn't really matter, you know, because if I take this step, then, then the supply is going to come. But when we hold on so tightly to something, it stops the flow of energy, it stops the flow of life, it stops the flow of ideas. And when you're in fear, you can't you know, you can't, you, you can't go anywhere. You know, the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. And so when we can live in that surrendered place and just trust that God is going to, you know, move us through that fear and take us to that next step. And even if that next step isn't something completely wonderful that we think it is, it's going to be a stepping stone to get us to that wonderful place. So when we can stop fearing that um, and just start walking into that place where okay, God, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, I'm rolling with it, <laughs> you know. I just, uh, my life has been so much more fun and so much less stressful. And I have every reason in the world to be stressed, you know. <laughs> Financially, I have every reason in the world to be stressed. But I'm not because I can trust him and I can trust that it's going to happen, you know, in the time that it's meant to happen. And, you know, not that you could sit back and do nothing, but 
you know, let it happen, let it come to you and not try to force something to happen has been the biggest thing. So I just encourage you all to, you know, look at what's in your heart and look what those dreams are and look at those things that you really want to do, but you're not doing because fear is holding you back and uh, take a leap. Thank you so much. These are great reminders, even for me, really. It's been invigorating for me to talk to you today. So I appreciate that. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. It was a very nice surprise. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that we make you a part of our ultimate support system. It's a private Facebook group, so anybody can reach out to you in case they have questions, if that's good for you. Awesome. Yeah, I would love it. Okay, so be on the lookout for Donna McManus. Thank you. That's it, everybody. Please remember, you motivate me. I'm Lynette Renda. Visit our website, motivatemepodcast.com, for links to all of our social media, for our Motivate Me YouTube channel, where we're posting video of our trip and for an application to be on the show. There is also Motivate Me merchandise on our site, as well as the ability to contribute a tank of gas or more to our road trip if you so desire. There are 191 episodes in season one, and season two is going to consist of the journey my crew and I experience as we travel around each of the 50 states interviewing people about passion. When we return, those episodes will air and that will be season three. So let us take you on this journey and let us motivate you to take action in your own life. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. This enables us to reach out to more of you. The world keeps turning and I just keep moving along.